Hallelujah, hallelujah. We are so very honored today to have Brother and Sister Heron with us, and so glad to have Sister Heron's family visiting with us this morning. Amen. We love and appreciate this couple more than our words can possibly express. They have been instrumental to the growth of this church spiritually and numerically. And God linked us together several years ago, and I appreciate that connection that we have had with Brother and Sister Heron. They have been such a blessing to us, and we're honored to have them with us this morning and back again this evening at 6 o'clock. God is going to do wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things in our midst. Amen. Amen. I'm going to step aside this morning, but I want you to make him feel real welcome as, as he comes. Brother Josh Heron. Let's give that to Jesus this morning. He is worthy of all praise. Hallelujah. So glad to be here in the presence of the Lord with you. Looking forward to what God's about to do in this place today. And give honor to your pastor and just appreciate him. Uh, just all the hospitality he's shown my wife and I this week and our kids. And, and I feel bad because every time we go out to eat, our kids act like um, angels that might be falling. I'm not sure, but 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 uh, they've been patient with us, and we love them very, very much and appreciate that. And I'm glad to have my wife here with me and, and my wife's family here with me today. We love you very much, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, and my brother-in-law, who's like 17 feet tall back there in the back. Uh, Goliath has entered the room. So I love them very much. Glad they're here with me today. Um, if it's been a long time since you've received the Holy Ghost or if you've never received it, God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost today. Amen. Book of Matthew chapter 24 and the book of Acts chapter 2. Matthew 24 and Acts 2, we've been in the deep places of the Spirit this week. And we have started to rise, and I believe there is demonstration yet again among us this morning. And I pray that you also would take Manny uh, Messias, that what he asked earlier to pray for him very seriously. He's a good friend of mine, too. And that's, uh, that's, a, that's a shock. I had no idea. And uh, we need God to touch him and save his life. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall be two in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. 
Acts 2, verse 16 through 18. This is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel. Shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. I want to preach for a few minutes this morning from the subject, God's message to hell. God's message to hell. Lord Jesus, I thank you for what you're about to do. I take authority over every demonic spirit in this house. Any human spirit against the will of God, I bind it right now. I pray you anoint my mind and loose my tongue to do the will of the Holy Ghost, I pray. I worship you in advance for delivering people, filling people, rescuing people, healing people, doing what you do best, and that's be the Savior of the entire world. Would someone clap your hands one more time? In Jesus' name, loose the gift of faith. You may be seated. Bible said in the last days that there would be wars and rumors of wars. That nation would rise up against nation. That's not what you think as far as country versus country, but the word nation there in the Greek is ethnos. So ethnicity versus ethnicity. That would be happening in the last days. Well, that just got hit. Boom, didn't it? Kingdom versus kingdom. That is country versus country. That there would be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes, and every single thing that I just mentioned is happening every single day right now. And between ISIS and the Supreme Court's decision and everybody attacking Israel, one thing I can promise you is very true. The king is about to come back. The word does not lie. The Bible said that at the end, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It doesn't matter if the Satan worshipers disagree with me, if the atheists disagree with me, if the Muslims disagree with me. Sooner or later, every knee will bow, including all of theirs, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. The greatest sign that we are in the end times is not, in fact, a terrible thing like an earthquake, despite the fact that they're happening every single day, or pestilences, or famines, or wars, and rumors of wars, or racism. But the greatest sign that we are in the end times is that the Bible said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And can I tell you, it's happening like I've never seen it before. God is invading the planet with his spirit. Just two weeks Weeks ago, we saw 42 people in one service get the Holy Ghost. The week before that, 36 people received the Holy Ghost. The week before that, 28 people received the Holy Ghost. I can go back several months every single week or two weeks. God is bombing America with his spirit. Reports that you would hear about over the world are happening here. Just last week in Bangladesh, over and across the seas, in one day, 3,000 people were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What's going on? God is pouring out his spirit because we are in the last days. No way. 
This morning in the Philippines, 5,000 people were just filled with the Holy Ghost. I wish I had some apostolics that wouldn't act like they're... Is the mic on back here? Because I just said 5,000 people got the Holy Ghost. And if we've got the Holy Ghost, we ought to thank God that God's pouring it out to others that are receiving the Spirit. 5,000 people just... He's about to come back. He is about to come back. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, you can't even blink fast enough, and it will be over. You'll be looking at someone, if you're lost and they're saved, you'll be looking at them, and all of a sudden you'll see a pile of clothes. They'll be gone in the air. You won't even know what happened. I tell you what's going to happen in America. A lot of people are going to miss the rapture staring at their iPhones having no clue that the person they're texting is not on the earth anymore, but they're in heaven with the Lord Jesus. I want to go to heaven. I don't know about you, but it doesn't matter how much money's in your bank account now. It doesn't matter what car you drive, how nice your house is. Sooner or later, you're going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell, and it matters what you do here. And the, the Bible said that if you're not born of the water and you're not born of the Spirit, you're not entering the kingdom of God. Preach on TV all you want to. That does not make you in the kingdom. You can know about the kingdom and not be in the kingdom. You can quote scripture and not be in the kingdom. You can go to the right church and not be in the kingdom. You must be born of the water and you must be born of the spirit. That's what Jesus said. He said, if my spirit is none in you, you are none of his. The greatest thing you will do is not get a raise. The greatest thing you will do is not get married, not have a baby. The greatest thing you will do is get in the water, get your sins washed away, and let God fill you with the baptism of his spirit. I may have told you, but a few few months ago in China, I think I told this church, but for whoever wasn't here on a Sunday, they had 286 people get the Holy Ghost in the underground churches. You're not allowed to have church. They're not allowed to worship Jesus. So they go in these factories. They lock all the, the windows. They bar them up with, with boards, and they have church in there silently with the sound of the factory above them so no one can hear because they can be executed for worshiping this God. But when God poured out his spirit, they sent me the video. The people ran to the windows. They pulled the boards off and they opened up the windows and they began to speak in tongues in the atmosphere toward China. Why? Because when you get the real thing inside you, you don't care what everybody else says. When the Lord is living inside of you, you know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I wish America would act like we had to have it once in a while. People overseas are dying to get the Holy Ghost and we've got it and we sit there and fold our arms like it's no big deal that the creator of the universe is living inside of me. If he's really living inside of me, I ought to act like he's living inside me. When I'm in his presence, I ought to glorify him and exalt him and worship him. People are dying for this every day. Greatest miracle you will see is not someone being raised from the dead. 
I saw three weeks ago on a Sunday morning myself when God touched that kid and raised him from the dead in Sacramento. I saw God raise him from the dead, but that doesn't mean that was the greatest miracle I saw. In fact, in that service, that wasn't the greatest miracle I saw. In that service, 28 people were filled with the Holy Ghost. That was greater than the kid being raised from the dead. You can be raised from the dead, but if you're not right with God, you're still going to go to hell one day. Miracles are awesome. Healing is wonderful. God takes cancer out of someone's body. We rejoice and go crazy. We say someone gets the Holy Ghost. We do a Pentecostal patty cake clap. But you go straight to hell healed. In the end, the greater miracle is not God removing a tumor out of your body, even though that's wonderful. But when God puts his spirit, that's God's validation stamp on you. That's God saying, I know you've accepted me, but now I've accepted you because I'm inside of you now. That's what God's looking for. I am thankful to have seen the dead raised. I am thankful to have seen blinded eyes open and deaf ears open and cripples walk. Just saw a cripple walk a few weeks ago. I saw with my own eyes. I pulled the guy out of the wheelchair. I know God can do it, but I'm telling you, it's not as powerful. I pulled the guy out of the wheelchair and guy walked, and I was excited, but not as excited as five minutes later when I laid my hands on a girl over here and God filled her with the Holy Ghost because I know the greatest miracle in that service was not the man walking, but was the girl speaking in other tongues as the spirit. Spirit gave the utterance when the power of God is truly moving in an atmosphere. People will begin to speak with other tongues because the Spirit of God is releasing itself in such a way that the vessels of humanity cannot contain the power flowing inside them. So out of their belly flows rivers of living water. This spake he of the Spirit. I say it every time I preach on the Holy Ghost, but drink anything you want to drink. Still will never have the living water. The living water satisfies all thirst. Smoke anything you want to smoke. What's getting quiet in here? Try any relationship you want to try. Nothing out there is going to do for you what Jesus can do for you. I don't apologize for preaching it. Apparently, I need to, to clarify something right here. But it doesn't matter what you try out there. There's no high like the most high God. There's no drink that can satisfy your soul. There's no relationship out there that can make you really whole except the relationship with the one who died on the cross for your sins. You can get involved anything you want to get involved in socially. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're not going to find that completeness like you're going to find in Jesus. I just had a dream. I thought it was just myself. Just having a weird dream two nights ago after, or whatever it was, after the intercessory prayer message. I dreamed about, can I just tell what I dreamed? I dreamed about two biker gangs. Two biker gangs were headed towards each other. I just thought I had a weird dream, but this is spiritual. Two biker gangs came toward each other. They stopped and they clashed, and they began to fight back and forth. It was a black and white dream, and it was it was just it was weird. It was it was like I was seeing black and white. And they began to fight, and before long, one by one by one, they began to fall over dead. And then a motorcycle came up to it and swerved around and missed it. Woke up thinking, that's just crazy. That's just crazy. That's just weird. 
That just makes no sense. But then it troubled me all day Friday, and it troubled me all day Saturday, and it troubled me this morning. And I, I found out, I heard the people talking. There were some people that maybe you're into motorcycles, maybe you're not. I don't know, but someone's in here. You better listen to me. You better hear this preacher. I'm not afraid to say what God shows me. And when God shows me stuff, I don't care if I'm hated or attacked. When God's trying to save somebody, you better pay attention to me. God's reaching for someone right here in this room, and you're playing dangerous games with something you don't even know is coming. But listen to me. If you ever heard a word from God, you better hear it right now. You are in a place of safety, and you better not leave the place of safety and head toward your life that you think is all fine and dandy because there's a God in heaven that's been warning you and reaching out to your soul. You better hear this preacher. God's trying to save people in this building. You don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what Friday night holds. You don't know what next weekend holds. You better hear the preacher. I don't care if I'm hated. As in the days of Noah, so shall we in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. I promise you one thing. If you knew what day and hour, it would end. You wouldn't roll your eyes through another message. People in here are playing games with hell. But you know, let me tell you something. I'm gonna feel, I feel the Holy Ghost on me. I don't apologizing for this. I'm sick and tired of the devil telling people that they've done too many things wrong and they're just going to hell. No matter what they do right, they're going to hell. Listen to me. It's a lying devil that's worried that if you straighten up, you're going to be free from all that stuff. So he constantly condemns you for everything possible. Hear me in the Holy Ghost. You don't have to go to hell. You can go to a place where the streets are paved with gold and the water Walls are jasper, and the gates are pearl, and there's a crystal river flowing from the throne of God with a rainbow around the throne, and angels bowing, saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And upon that throne sits the King of kings and the Lord of lords. His hair is white as snow. His eyes are as a flame of fire. His feet as if brass. And that king loves you with everything inside of him. And out of his mouth comes a two-edged sword, the word of God. God is talking to you right now. The Lord loves you. He wants to save you. He wants to deliver you. Put up the, put up the picture for me if you don't mind. Tito. <coughs> this is Tito. I was driving after our second baby was born last year. Jet was born on April 28th. It was June 5th. So it's a few weeks after he was born. We had had some pictures taken of the baby, and so we were going to pick him up. And as we were going to pick him up, took this back road, this little country road. And uh, we were going to go eat lunch first, but we decided, no, we'll go get the pictures. And so we went to this other t this town where the pictures were at. We had come up on an intersection and the three-way stop, three-way stoplight. And as I looked to my left, and it was, our light was green. I was driving Tito. I'd never seen him before. But this man that I'm showing you a picture of was on the side of the road on his hands and on his knees in Florida, about 105 degrees, on his hands and on his knees on the side of the road, no vehicle, just laying on the ground, sobbing. I drove a little ways, and I turned around and drove back, and drove back, pulled up, pulled up to him. His headphones were in his ears. He didn't even know I was walking up to him. He was soaking the ground, not with just sweat, but tears, just soaking the ground. 
And I walked up and tapped him on the shoulder, scared him to death. He pulled the headphones out, tears rolling out of his face. I said, hey, are you okay? He said, no, I'm not okay. I want to die right now. Just let me die. Just let me die. I said, no, 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 no. What's going on? He said, you, you don't have time. I said, yes, I do. God sent me here. I don't even take this road. The Lord, we were supposed to do something else right now. And God has got me right here because of what's going on in your life. He said, there's no point in me even wanting to live anymore. You don't know what I've been through. I said, I don't know what you've been through. What's your name? He said, Tito Sierra. I said, I'm Josh Herring. I said, Tito, you got to tell me, first of all, what's going on. He said, well, if you really want to know, yesterday my my ex and my three-month-old daughter were in a car wreck, and my three-month-old daughter was killed. And he said, and then I went to the hospital all day to, to be with her. He said, I, my friend brought me home last night, and my truck was gone. They had repossessed it while I was at the hospital with my baby. I called my boss to say, hey, uh, uh, my baby has just died. My vehicle's been, been repossessed. The boss said, are you saying you're not making it to work tomorrow? He he said, yes, sir, I can't. He said, you're fired right now. He said, I could care less about the job. I could care less about the car, but my baby is dead. You tell me why I should want to live. There's no point in wanting to live anymore. I have nothing. I have nothing to look forward to. I have nothing to get excited about. There's nothing in my life worth even smiling about. I said, first of all, you're right. It can't get any worse, but it's about to get a whole lot better right now, he said, how can it get better? I said, because when Jesus enters the scene, when somebody's at their lowest point, I promise you, when hell does everything they can do and they finish their assault, then Jesus walks in. And when he walks in, it doesn't matter what the devil's done to them. God can save anyone. God can deliver anyone. I said, Tito, Tito, listen to me. First thing, he's on the ground still. He's sobbing. Heaviness of mine says, can I pray for you real quick? He said, yes. I said, I rebuke the spirit of suicide in the name of the Lord Jesus. When I said that, he jumped on his feet like something jumped off of him. He, he wiped the tears away. I knew the spirit left him. He said, well, well, uh, I'm just going to walk over here. I said, I'll give you a ride. He said, no, no, I want to walk. I said, okay. I said, here, here's my phone number. He, said, he gives me his number. I said, hey, I've got to go out of town tomorrow and preach, but, but I, I, I want to be here for you. I want to connect with you. I I want to pray with you. Whatever I need to do for you. He said, okay, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I got in the car. I drove away. I'm driving down the road. God says, text him now to read Acts 2.38. Like you're not supposed to text and drive. It's, it's the law. All right. You'll know it's God in a minute. Read Acts 2.38, Tito. It's in the Bible. It's in the New Testament. 30 seconds later. I've got a Bible app on my phone. I'll read it right now. Good. Keep driving. 30 seconds later, when can you baptize me? Oh, it's getting serious. I said, Tito, the town we're in, has a, there's a church here. I can call the pastor. I can, in the next 24 hours, I'm sure we can get the baptistry going. I'm sure he'll let me come in and baptize you. I know him. He said, okay. I said, I've got to go to town tomorrow to preach, so before I leave, in the next 24 hours, we should get this done. He said, okay. I called the pastor. He said, yeah, you can meet him tomorrow, 1, 2 o'clock. I said, okay, 2 o'clock's fine. I called Tito. I said, Tito, I can baptize you tomorrow at 2 o'clock before I go to town. He said, that's great. He said, I'll be ready. I said, okay. We hung up the phone. I said, let's talk, devil. I said, because I knew the devil had 24 hours. And if you give the devil 24 hours to stop somebody from coming to church, he'll stop them. 
There are people in this room this morning he tried to stop you from getting here because he knows you're about to get delivered. So he brought the house at you all week long because he knows in this altar call, it won't be like any other altar call. You're not going to walk out with chains on you. You're going to walk out free. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in here. You're not going to leave the same way you came in. You're not going to leave bound and afflicted and depressed and tormented because the glory of the master is going to come to you and remove those chains from you. And he knows that and hell knows that. Uh, I said, listen, devil, I know we don't normally talk like this, but we're about to have a little chat. And I used the name of Jesus, so I wouldn't take on the devil in my flesh, in case some of you are worried. I said, but in the name of Jesus, you're not stopping Tito from getting baptized. In fact, Tito's going to get the Holy Ghost. And Tito is not going to be bound by you. And, he, and I knew I could feel. So a couple hours later, it came to me again. So I said, hey, devil, I'm just reminding you that tomorrow Tito's getting baptized in Jesus' name and getting the Holy Ghost no matter what you try. And then a few hours later, I said, hey, hey uh, devil, I'm just letting you know that in Jesus' name, Tito's getting baptized tomorrow. And getting, sometimes you've got to speak it until you see it. I just gave somebody a key for their lost loved one just now. you got to get up every single day and say, by the way, my lost loved one is going to pray through. My lost loved one is going to come back to God. You know why the woman with the issue of blood was healed when she touched the hem of his garment? The Bible says she said within herself, if I touch his garment, I shall be healed. In the Greek, that means she said to herself over and over and over. That means the whole way there, she said, if I touch him, I'm getting healed. 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 That's why you've got to get a man. When you want a miracle, you've got to speak your way into seeing. Because sometimes you don't see it right at first. So you've got to vocalize what you can't see physically. Because we walk by faith and not by So we talked, me and the devil, all night. That morning we talked again. And so about 1 o'clock, I said, well, he hasn't done nothing. So we're one hour away. Phone rings. I said, here we go. Josh, yeah, Tito, what's going on? Can you come pick me up? I said, yeah, why? He said, we just had a brawl break loose in my house. I think the cops are coming to arrest me. I'm like, so we're going to go flee the scene? He's like, I need you to come now. I said, oh, okay. And I could hear it. Oh, you're going to baptize him, huh? Oh, he's going to get the Holy Ghost, huh? That made me mad. So I was like, if we get arrested, we get arrested. But this dude's going to get the Holy Ghost. I don't care if I pray him through in the police car and baptize him in a garbage can full of water. This dude's getting the Holy Ghost, period. They will have to shoot me for me to stop. Now, this dude is getting the Holy Ghost. I said, I'm on my way. I said, babe, I got to go. She said, why? I said, she said, you're going in an hour. I said, I got to go right now. She said, why? I told her, my wife starts pleading the blood over me. She said, where are you going? I said, We're, there's a big brawl breaking loose. I'm going to get one of the guys out of the brawl, take him getting baptized. We're going to go fast because the cops are coming. My wife's not Catholic, but I thought she was doing stuff like that. I mean, she was all. I was like, babe, it's going to be okay. God, I mean, the devil have talked all night. This is, this is a done deal. I pull up. There's no one there. I'm like, okay, this is the right address. All of a sudden, he runs out of the woods, jumps in my car, blood all over his hand. He's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. 
I'm like, let's go. I'm peeling out of the apartment complex, doing a Brody in my Yukon. Car seats flying around the back. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I got, this is a different story, but I got pulled over at some police in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, and I was going to preach. It was Saturday night. It was late. I was heading down to Los Angeles. I got pulled over in a bad area somewhere. They pulled me over, and they said, why do you have two car seats in your car and no babies? I said, I'm going to preach. He said, where are you going to preach? It was this church's first service. I didn't know the name of the church. It was their launching service. I was like, um, Pentecostals of Orange County. Where's that at? Uh, all I had was the hotel address I was staying at. They decided to let me go. This car seat can get you in trouble. So I picked Tito up. We're heading to the church. I called the pastor. Hey, can we, can we get to the church quick? He said, uh, someone's there already, but I'm sending someone over to, to get you figured out everything. But the door's already open. Go ahead and go on in, and, and I'll send someone over there to help. I said, okay, that's cool. So we get to the church. Tito's shaking the whole way. I told you it can't get worse. I told you. I mean, blood's flowing. I say, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. So we get to the church, and, uh, and the door's up, and we walked in. I go to the back behind the baptistry. There's a it was a changing room. I said, hey, bro, here's the, here's the guy's robes. Go in that room and change. And when you come out, the guy that from the church is coming. We'll go in the baptistry. We'll baptize you. God's going to give you the Holy Ghost. Everything's going to be okay. I'm looking out the window for, for the police. They're not coming. I said, oh, we're good. So, so Tito comes out of the dressing room. Terrell walks in. from. This is the guy the pastor sent. Terrell walks in. Terrell's a big dude. Terrell walks in, Tito walks out, Tito goes, don't I know you? Terrell goes, don't I know you? I'm like, oh, another brawl, right in the, yeah, in the baptistry, in the changing room. I said, Terrell, Tito, Tito, Terrell, you guys think you know each other, you're not sure, we all need to meet Jesus right now, I think. <laughs> Tito said, I know you from somewhere, and Terrell said, I know you too, man. And I'm like, oh, I'm just getting a little nervous here. <laughs> I will fight, but I just didn't want to fight that day because we, we're trying to get this guy saved. we got cops coming. we got to get this guy in the water. So I said, Tito, here's what's going to happen. Me and Terrell are going to pray for you. When we lay hands on you, you're going to repent of your sins. We're going to repent with you. I'm going to repent for me. Terrell's going to repent for himself. We're going to get you in the water. We're going to baptize you. All your sins will be washed away in Jesus' name. That's the only name that can wash away sins. So we're going to baptize you in Jesus' name, not the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Those are titles. He said baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That's the name. That's why Jesus said, I and my Father are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I come in my Father's name. Anyway. Off that, but so I, I said, he said, When you get out of the water, God's gonna feed with the Holy Ghost. Okay, so Terrell lays hands on Tito. I lay hands on Tito. We start repenting. I'm repenting. Terrell's repenting. I hear some sound. I look over. Tito is speaking in tongues. God's filling him with the Holy Ghost in the dressing room. So, so Tito falls on the ground speaking in tongues. God hammers him. I'm like, well, apparently you're going to get the Holy Ghost before you get baptized. I didn't check with God on that part. I had it all planned, but he figured it out this way. So, so you know God. He does things his own way. And so he fills him with the Holy Ghost. I said, let's get in the water. So we, we get him up in the water. I said, okay, 
you know, grab your wrist and grab your nose, and I'm going to put you down under, pull you right back up, and uh, it's in Jesus' name, and boom, baptized him, comes up speaking in tongues, worshiping God, God fills him again. He stops and turns to Terrell and said, did you six years ago drive a truck with a big sign on the back that said, read Acts 2.38? Terrell said, yes, I did. Why? He said, because for weeks, you would come up to my apartment complex and back your truck up to my window with that sign, and you would go teach my neighbor a Bible study. And every day when I opened up the window, I would see your truck out there, so I'd read that Acts 2.38. Then yesterday, Josh texted me and said, read Acts 2.38. He said, then you walk in. And I said, that's the Acts 2.38. What's going on around here? I said, what's been going on is God's had your number the last six years. He's been waiting on this moment. He ran over to his phone. He started doing stuff on his phone. I said, what are you doing, Tito? He said, I'm deleting some songs on my phone. I said, oh, you got the real Holy Ghost. Notice the clapping wasn't as loud in this one because there's some of us don't have the real Holy Ghost in here. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'll leave you alone. I'll leave you alone. I'll leave you alone. So he's, he's excited. Terrell's excited. We're, I mean, we're, what a great moment. So I'm getting ready to go to town. And I said, let's talk one more time, devil. Because what you did to kill that boy didn't work. So I went out, and I bought me one of those crosses. You could put it up for me. And I stuck it on the side of the road where I found Tito. And I wrote, Tito Sierra died June 5th, 2015. Born again June 6th, 2015. And people drive by that spot, and they think somebody died there. They're right. The old Tito did. But it's not a message to people. It's a message to hell that no matter what you do to somebody and how low you drag them, the cross that Jesus died on can pull them up from anything they're bound by. And the blood can wash away every sin. And when the Spirit of the Lord gets upon somebody, it doesn't matter what they've been into, what they've been bound by, what they've been struggling with, what they've been addicted to, what they've lost, who they've lost. When God decides it's time to be free, there's no devil in hell or person in your house that can keep you from getting the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you. Let's all stand right now. It's in here. I called Sister Joy Haney on the way home that day. Told her about it. She wrote down all the details. She said, I'm putting this in my new book. I called Tito. I said, you've been in church five minutes, and you've gotten a Joy Haney book. I've been in church 33 years and met her for the first time a few weeks ago. He said, what does that mean? I said, you're in a book. Don't worry about it. 
I said, God has plans for you, buddy. When God decides to pull you out, it doesn't matter what chains, how long they've been there, what the person around you thinks. When God decides it's time to get where you belong, the glory and the power of God has no opposition, no challenger. The devil's not God's opposition. He's your opposition. He's the creation from a creator. He can't fight God. He has to obey God. He doesn't, he doesn't stand up and say, oh, I'm going to do this to your people. God will squash him like a bug. He has to get permission. He is an employee. It doesn't matter what the devil has planned for you. If Jesus gets a hold of you right now, everything hell has planned has to back up and say, yes, sir, like the storm of waves when they were trying to sink the disciples. But Jesus stood up on the boat and said, peace, be still. And the storm said, yes, sir. In fact, the waves, the Bible said he rebuked the waves. You rebuke it because it's trying to destroy you. It's trying to attack you. And when Jesus rebuked it, they said, yes, sir, your voice voice is stronger than everything we can do or say. And if God gets his mouth and starts talking toward the stuff that's messing with your life, messing with your marriage, messing with your mind, messing with your salvation, most importantly, it doesn't matter what the devil said. It doesn't matter what sin you've done. Can I preach for 30 seconds? It doesn't matter what you're bound by, what addictions you've got. I feel like hitting it over and over. I don't care if you've murdered everybody around you. I don't care if you're the worst person on the planet. You are the perfect candidate for God to baptize you with his spirit all over again. He loves you. If God can save Paul who was killing Christians for a living, then he can save you. Yes, he can. If God can save David who was an adulteress and a murderer, he can save you. If God can save Jacob who was a liar and changed his name to Israel, God can save you. If God can save Samson who threw everything away for a girl, but at the very end, the anointing hit him one more time, God can save you. I've got story after story. It doesn't matter what you're bound by. The power of the name of Jesus is greater than than anything that you're afflicted by. How do I get the Holy Ghost? Really simple. Number one, you repent of your sins, which we'll all do in a minute. You can't get the Holy Ghost without repenting. It's telling God you're sorry. I want to do better. I want to turn from my wicked ways. You're going to be perfect? No. No one in this building is perfect. Don't let them try to fool you like they are because no one in here is perfect. No one is. They may look perfect on the outside, but you can look perfect on the outside and have a demon of a tongue inside your mouth. So it doesn't matter. Everyone's sinned, the Bible said. Everybody's sinned and fallen short of the grace of God. The mercy of God, the glory of God is what you need. Secondly, after you repent of your sins, you have to desire the Holy Ghost. If you don't want God to give it to you, God will jump right over you and go to the person beside you that wants it. Because God knows if you really want him or not. I don't know why we'd go to church and not want God inside us. It's kind of an odd thing to me. I want to go to your house, but I don't want you to live in me. That's called, I want to give God a place of visitation, not a place of God of habitation. I want to give God. Be careful because 
it's going to be difficult standing before God on judgment day and say, give me my mansion. When he looks at you and says, but you didn't want me living in your house. The greatest thing you could do before you leave here is make sure God's up inside your house, inside your temple, inside of you. Desiring the Holy Ghost. Focus your mind on the Lord. When you're praying for the Holy Ghost today, whether it's the first time you've got it or it's been a long time since you've prayed through, and you need God to hammer you again with the Spirit and fill you like you know he can. The greatest moment of your life is when God fills you with the Holy Ghost. I loved it when my babies were born. I cried like a baby. I worshiped. I spoke in tongues, and God filled me with the Holy Ghost again. The greatest moment of my life was April 5th, 1990, when I was seven years old in Kenai, Alaska, when God filled me with the Holy Ghost. I can still remember it like it was this morning it happened. I can still remember when God filled me with his spirit because it's the greatest moment of your life. And when God refills someone after it's been a long time and they get that old joy on them and that peace that passeth all understanding and that hope that for tomorrow that they didn't have when they walked in and depression can't fight them as strong now and oppression can't attack them as much and the fear can't destroy their mind and suicide backs up because there's a new king in town and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And now those things don't want to mess with you as much because the Lord is inside of you. Focus your mind on him. That means you don't worry about who's praying with you, who's not praying with you. You don't worry about what's going on around your mind's on Jesus. You don't even know what he looks like. But you can try to picture him coming in the clouds or picture him on the cross. But get your mind on the Lord the best that you can. And then after that, you've got to have faith that God's going to fill you today. You've got to believe. I'm not leaving here without it. I can tell you a story after story of people that came to the altar and said, I'm not leaving without the Holy Ghost. I've, I'm not leaving without it, period. And I've never seen one person come to the altar and say, I'm not leaving without it, and leave without it. And lastly, you've got to worship God. Here's the key to getting the Holy Ghost after we repent. You've got to worship God with your own mouth. It makes no sense for me to come over to you. If Brother Jordan needed the Holy Ghost, and he doesn't, if I came over to him, and I was praying my guts out for God to fill him with the Holy Ghost, but he was just doing this. He's not going to speak in tongues and be filled with the Spirit. That's how they got the Holy Ghost in the Bible. Acts 2.4, Acts 10.46, Acts 19.6. When they received the Holy Ghost, they spoke with other tongues. That means if you speak English, it won't be English. If you speak Spanish, it won't be Spanish. It will come out of you in a different language. You won't understand what it is. That's what is so amazing about it. You don't even know what it is, but you know I've never felt like this in my entire life because the river is flowing out of you, and the power of God is inside of you. So when you're worshiping God, and after we pray the prayer of repentance, I'll pray the prayer of faith. And basically that means I'm just going to release the gift of faith for you to pursue the Holy Ghost. And I'll tell you to shout hallelujah. And that's your sign to open up your mouth and shout hallelujah and start worshiping God with your mouth. And some of you, hallelujah, will be the last thing you say in English as God fills you with the Holy Ghost. And then some of you, it may take a minute or two or a few, but you keep worshiping God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. And God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Why do you shout hallelujah? Hallelujah is the highest praise you can give God. And the Bible said he dwells in the 
praises of Israel or his people. And hallelujah, in the ancient Aramaic, not the Hebrew, in the Aramaic, when the ancient, the most, the oldest form of the word hallelujah literally means I give my entire being to Jehovah. I give everything to the Lord. So when you say hallelujah, 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 you're telling God, I'm praising you the best I can, and I'm giving you everything about me. And God said, I cannot be still when someone praises me with the highest praise because my word said I dwell in the praises of my people so if they're going to praise me I'm going to be there and when God gets in the room he fills you with his spirit every head bowed every eye closed but I want you to pray with me. If you don't know how to pray, you can pray what I'm praying, but pray with your, with your heart, not your head. That means mean what you say. Because I didn't do your sins, so I can't repent for you. I can only repent for me. I can lead us in prayer, but you've got to repent for yourself, okay? So when I pray, will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for every thought. It's getting real quiet out there. Every word, every action, Every sin of my past, every sin of my eyes, every sin of my mouth, every sin of my heart, every sin of my mind, every sin of my ears, every emotional sin, every physical sin, every spiritual sin, every financial sin. I repent of everything I've done wrong. I need your mercy. I need your grace. I'm lost without you. I'm hell bound without you. If you don't save me, I have no chance. You're all that I depend on. You're all that I count on. I can't save myself. I've tried. It didn't work. I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. I need your mercy. Someone pray from the bottom of your heart and make sure nothing's in the way. When God gets ready to pour out his spirit, you want to make sure you're ready to be filled. Let there be nothing in the way of my spirit being filled with your spirit. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Now let's clap our hands and thank the Lord because if he forgave, you don't need to keep repenting. Just thank him for what he's done. Some people, when they repent, then we start praying for the Holy Ghost. They never stop repenting because they, they don't feel forgiven. You can't get the Holy Ghost begging for it. It's a free gift from God. If I have a gift for this young man, this man, I would come and hand it to him. But he would just accept it. He would take it from me. He wouldn't sit there and say, oh, can I please have it? Can I please have it? I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy. I'm trying to give it to him. All he's got to do is reach out and grab it. Same thing. Same thing with you. When you get the Holy Ghost, when, you, when it's time to pray for it, you've done the repenting. You've told God you're sorry. God's forgiven you. Now, for, now forgive yourself, please. That's the trouble. God forgives us, and we don't forgive ourselves. That's the deal. You've got to learn to forgive yourself no matter what the devil's saying in your head. 
That's the problem. God's not holding a grudge on you. God's not holding something over your head. The devil is. You've got to rebuke that, get that out, and say, he's forgiven me, so I'm going to forgive myself. Whether I get goosebumps or not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume the Lord's forgiven because his word said he'd forgive me, so I'm going to assume I'm forgiven. Yes, I did something wrong, but in the Bible, the Bible's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to erase those sins. I'm going to remit those sins. When you've been baptized in the name of Jesus, every sin you've ever done is remitted or it's erased like it didn't even happen in God's book. You remember it, but the Lord doesn't remember it. He said, I'll cast your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. The greatest sea in the world. That'll preach. Okay, here's what we're going to do before we pray for the Holy Ghost. This is, this is essential because some people, they, they, I, this, they just don't, they don't know, should I, should I go? For, listen, you're not going to get a better moment than right now to get the Holy Ghost inside you. I know there's a lot of people that have the Holy Ghost here. A lot of people that go to church faithfully and you pray in tongues all the time. You the Holy, okay, I needed you to help me pray with people today. I could have preached to you, but I've preached to you all week. But there are people out here that had the Holy Ghost a long time ago, people that, that, that have never experienced it. Today's their day, okay? I'm preaching to them so God can give them what you have. You're no better than they are. I'm no better than they are. We're all the same. All of us are born into sin, shaped in iniquity, but we all need the Holy Ghost inside of us. So do me a favor. Would you guys, everybody in the building, front, back, would you look at your neighbors around you and ask them, have you received the Holy Ghost lately? All over the building. Now, would you answer the question, yes or no? If they said no, tell them today's the day. I heard someone up here say today's the day. Um, <laughs> Which one is it, Pastor? <laughs> I'm kidding. Not really. I'm kidding. Um, if you want the Holy Ghost, this is the moment where God will give it to you. I promise you, you won't leave without it if you want it. Here's what's going to happen in a moment. So you're, there's no you coming up by yourself. and in front, No, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. What I'm going to ask is that everyone comes forward. So everyone's together on this. And when we come forward, I'll have, us, I'll have us beside each other. So we're all together. I'll pray the prayer of faith over all of us. And we'll raise our hands and start worshiping God, shouting hallelujah. Remember that? If you don't know what to pray, just I'm telling you, the greatest thing to do is start shouting hallelujah. It's better than... Then um, I thank you for the car you gave me and for my job. That's wonderful. Hallelujah is the highest praise you can give God. So give him a, And so if you start worshiping with that, sooner or later, you're going to feel that, that spirit come through you. Those words aren't going to make any sense. Just let them flow out of your mouth. Don't hold them back. Let them flow out of you. And when they flow, I've never met anyone that got the Holy Ghost and regretted getting the Holy Ghost. Because the peace and the joy is unexplainable, but it's undeniable. Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost is the greatest thing you'll ever get in your life. Okay, are we ready? We're good? Front to back, we're all together in agreement, one mind, one accord. CLC, are you with me in one mind and one accord? Why? Because the Bible said they were in one mind and one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Everybody come forward right now. Bring your neighbor. Bring your neighbor. 
Pastor Jordan, Delilah, would you guys come up here and you two, would you guys stand behind me? And when I get ready to pray the prayer of faith, I want you to stretch your hands toward them as a covering across the building. And bring people, people are coming. Now, if you've got the Holy Ghost, it's been a, I'm not talking if you haven't gotten a long time. If you haven't gotten a long time, you need it today. But if you've got the Holy Ghost, your job is to look and pray with people that might need the Holy Ghost, okay? And when they get the Holy Ghost, when they start speaking in tongues, I want you to throw your thumb in the air so I can see you, so I can, so I can announce it to other people that are praying for the Holy Ghost because God's going to pour out his spirit, okay? So link up with someone beside you and look around. Several people are in the altar. We're getting people in the aisles. It's, 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 it's full up here, I'm sure. Get my eyes closed. But I'm sure it's close. God's getting ready to pour out his spirit. If you've got it and you're around people that got it, you just keep worshiping God. Keep in the unity. Keep the unity. Don't become a watcher. That's what kills the miraculous, watchers. Become a worshiper. Worshippers are what make it happen. Worshippers are what make it happen, okay? That's what makes it happen. And so here's what I want us to do. If you, you've got it, get ready to move and get ready to pray for people. But can you raise your hands right now? Preachers, raise your hands by the authority of the word of God. And by the power of the name of Jesus Christ, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Everybody, lift up your voice and shout hallelujah. Now lay your hands on them and begin to speak in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. You guys can go pray. In the name of the, you do what you want, Pastor. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord. One's already received the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lay your hands on them and they shall receive the gift. Two have received the Holy Ghost. Right there, another one just received the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Speak it out. Speak it out. Let your tongue go. There it is right there. She's got it. Another one right here. Three just received the Holy Ghost. Let throw your thumb in the air when they get it so I can see you. I don't know who needs it and who doesn't need it. Let you let's it. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Number four. Just receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. I will pour out of my spirit. Open up your mouth and go after it. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Here we go. I don't know who all needs it. I can't see down here. But I know you've got it. Lay your hands on them and listen. When they start speaking in tongues, let me know. When they start speaking in tongues, let me know. In the name of Jesus. We've already for sure have seen four people filled with the Holy Ghost. We haven't even been praying two minutes. God is filling people with the Spirit. I'm going to get down here. Number five just got the Holy Ghost. Number five just got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let your tongue go. Let your tongue go. There you go. There you go. Let it go. Now, in the name of Jesus, receive you the Holy Ghost. Receive you the Holy Ghost. There it is. 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 Let it go. In the name of numbers. Yeah, I counted them. Five have received the Holy Ghost. Five have received it. Number six just got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. She can, did it come out? I think it is. 
It came out. Number seven just got the Holy Ghost. Number eight just got the Holy Ghost right there. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Spangler, Spangler, put your hands on his head and listen. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We've already had eight people baptized with the Holy Ghost. There's some more praying for it right now. God will fill you. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Bind every spirit of doubt in the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus.